You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, folks, listen, if you're still hanging around, man, you're a diehard. I apologize that we are on later than usual. See, when news hits, when news happens, I got to be there for the people, Vance. I got to be there there for the people when the news comes around. And I got some news over on the MichiganInsider.com right now about punishment talks progressing, right? Punishment talks progressing. Sounds like there's been some movement. They budged a little bit, but they haven't moved enough. You need to check out. You need to check it out over on the MichiganInsider.com right now. If you are not a member, what are you waiting for? Because we are on top of it every step of the way over on TMI, okay? Right now, if you aren't a member, you can get in for, I mean, I think it's 50% off. Go check it out, themichiganinsider.com. But, Vance, that sets the stage. That sets the table for today's discussion. And, my brother, you're my, you my big brother. You're my counselor. You're my coach. You wear a lot of hats, Vance. You're like, Sam, calm down. Keep your eye on the prize. But you also, when I have a point, you say, Sam, you got a point. These coaches are whining right now, Vance. Don't not, you a coach? You're a lifetime, lifelong coach. You know when a coach is shooting, when coaches are shooting it straight, and when coaches are crying. And it seems to me, and it seems like you agree, it's a lot of coaches crying right now. There's a lot of coaches crying right now in the Big Ten. It's the University of Michigan, Ohio State, and everybody else talent-wise. It's just that simple. And it's been that way for the past several years. I mean, as a former coach myself, I never was concerned about what the other team was doing. As we broke them down, they were going to get into a certain groove, and we're going to try to take those things away. We're going to defend those type of things. If my guys are better than your guys, I'm going to beat you no matter what you do. So all this about uh, stealing calls and, and that, people have been doing that for years. They really have. So that's nothing new. That's why the NFL went to the headsets. That's why you look on the there you go right, you got your own headsets. So that's why you look on the sideline, you have three or four offensive guys giving signals. You gotta figure out which guy's live and which guy's not, and then they change them by quarters and a half. So it's hard to actually do that, but when people know that they can't beat you, they gotta find some other reason why they're losing. Let me tell you why you're losing. You've been out coached, you've been out recruited, and that's why you're getting your brains beat out. So just just wake up and smell the roses. You made a comment on a previous show about Nebraska's head coach complaining about whatever. Well, your team was bad. You lost to an average, below average Colorado team. I looked at that team. And before Michigan played you, I said, Michigan going to beat the breaks off of those guys. You know why? Because the quarterback going to turn the football over. You're going to end up in three down, and they're going to run duo until the birds came came on. Guess what happened? Exactly what I just said. They had a better football team against you. Now, eventually, they don't get it done at Nebraska. Right now, you're just a bad football team. So right now, quit crying. Line up, tell your boys to strap it up, and let's go play. It's just that simple. Get your, get your better football players. Go recruit. You got NIL right now. I call it legalized cheating. That's what NIL is. If I got more money, it's like free agency. I can pay more than you and give me a better football player. Go buy you some and quit crying. All right. So, yeah, I got – listen, I got the two straps on the on the neck massager right now. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not getting a whole lot of sleep. I'm up. I'm up late at night anyway, Vance. That's just the hours. It's just the, the, what the job commands it's not like it's not like when i get off work here 
my wife and my boys are like, hey, you off. I got to be on when I get home too. But now I got to work on all this mess. So it's, it's making me stressed out, Vance. It's making my neck seize up. You know, Devin, he talked about me carrying a bag on one strap. So I've been, I have been wearing two straps enough. I've been wearing it on one side, stressing me out on this side. So I got my neck massager helping me out. But I've been talking to you. I've been telling you about what I've been hearing. And Vance, you remember I told you. I told you, I said, Vance, the word is there were two teams that leaked Michigan's signals to Purdue in advance of the Big Ten championship game. And then afterwards, someone from that, you know, that that received those signals was telling Michigan, hey, man, they gave us your signal sheet. You better get ready. Uh, You need to be prepared because if they gave them to us, they probably going to give them to the playoff teams too. Now, automatically, I'm thinking Ohio State. That, I'm, this is my opinion. I was like, it's got to be Ohio State. Because, listen, I mean, they were already calling around. We had seen the word that they had called TCU to warn TCU, even though Michigan wasn't advanced. I mean, hell, it wasn't no games, any games between the Big Ten championship game and the playoffs. So wh- how was Michigan going to advance scout them, right? But they warned TCU. Stand the reason that maybe, who knows? I mean, what, what all did they share with TCU? Who would be sharing stuff with Purdue in advance of the Big Ten championship game? So I told you, I heard it was Ohio State and Rutgers. You remember that? Remember yes, I said that? Now, so check this out. Check out what John Bacon just put on Twitter. Let me go ahead and bring it up for the people, so you can see that when I when I hear something, nah, I didn't just throw it out there. You know, I wanted to get some people to corroborate, but it turns out that John U. Bacon just reported Big Ten's Tony Petiti was informed today that the two programs which fed Purdue Michigan signals before the 2022 Big Ten title game were Rutgers and Ohio State. Vance, what did I say? What did I tell you? What did I express to you, my man? Did I not tell you that? You did. You called them out. That, hey, that's just as bad as somebody going on the road scouting. What's the difference? What's what's the hey my man Ira Wide Tribe said that earlier yeah. this morning. Now yeah. did Michigan pay? Did, I mean did Ohio State or did Purdue pay Ryan Day or Ohio State coaches or staffers or whoever it was, whoever it was to turn this over? Did did Purdue pay him? No, but it's still advanced scouting, right? It's still signals that you got that you didn't scout. You it, it in a game that you it came from a game that you weren't in and you got the 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 returns. The ill-gotten gains from that. What is the difference, Vance? Can you explain to me what the difference you know, is? No, the only thing I'll say about this, I'm an old guy. I played in the Southwest Conference and played against the Big A in Oklahoma. If people were going back to the 80s when the Southwest Conference and the Big A broke up and combined, it was about cheating. What happened, everybody started telling on, on everybody else. Remember, when you start talking, you got some dirty clothes in your own closet. And so the NCAA came in there. A lot of people got put on probation because they got angry and they started pointing the finger at each other. They went right back to them. Guess who have never really done that? The SEC don't tell on each other. They keep it secret. I know what's going on in the SEC. I was there. When I was at Michigan, I had to go into SEC country recruits. So I know some guys who were there. But they don't talk. Now, all these guys in the Big Ten running their mouth. Well, guess what? When the NCAA started coming in, they just don't stop at one school. 
they start going to other schools. If you said something, they was, well, how do you get this information? They start looking at you. It's like the internal revenue service. So be careful about pointing the finger and opening your mouth because sometimes it comes back to bite you on your old butt. So be real mm-hmm. careful. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I said this to you earlier, Vance. You know, I just don't think that how it used to be when it comes to, you know, what college football used to be. It used to be a lot of loyalty, you know, rivalries, everyone kind of getting together. I don't know why I'm freezing up over here. Let me go ahead and, and try to uh, increase my signal, boost my signal over here so so the people can uh, can get me a little bit better. But I, I don't somebody know. Stole, somebody stole your signal. Yeah, somebody stole, somebody stole my signal. <laughs> somebody stole my signal, man. Yeah, they stole my signal over here. Try yeah, to keep Try to try to keep your man Sam down. Try to keep me out of the street. I'm gonna keep talking. You can't silence me, sign stealer. I'm gonna keep talking. It used to be, man, that you keep stuff in home. I tell my wife all the time. You know, we might argue, but when we out in the street, hey, we, you know, we a unified front. They, they, it's it's me and you. If I'm wrong, I'm not wrong to the world. I'm wrong behind closed doors. We don't air our dirty laundry. Those days are gone. I don't look at the Big Ten as a conference anymore. These are business partners. You got one team telling out-of-conference teams what to do, how to beat them, what they do. That That's just not, to me, that's not a league partner. That's not a, that's not a brother in arms, if you will. That's just a business partner. And right now, the, these business partners have a little bit of strife that sounds like there's going to have to be worked out in court. Well, I'll tell you what, in the NFL, that gets you fired. I had a guy that happened probably about 15 years ago where a guy, he got released. And so what he did, he called the previous team they were going to play. So I got all the signals and formations. One guy said, I'm not doing that. So you shouldn't do that either. But then he called another guy on the staff, and they took the information. Well, the NFL found out. Well, the one guy who gave the information, he was already fired. The other two guys, they got suspended because you're not supposed to do that. I mean, professionally, you're talking about ethics and morals. Hey, stop. I don't want to know that. Hey, you do what you got to do. I want no parts of that. So all you're telling me right now is that every other team in the Big Ten doing the same thing. So maybe all those guys who have done that, they should be suspended too. And then we could move on ahead and have maybe nobody would have had football coach in the Big Ten right now. Let the assistant coaches go coach and see what happens. Have new head coaches at the program. You still got me over there? You can still hear me? I can hear you live at five. Right, so listen, this is what I want you to do, because I'm going to restart my computer. I'm not going to let them steal my signals. Okay. That, I just lost the volume, too. I'm back. There you go. Look at, look at that. I worked it out. They thought they were going to hold your man Sam down, and they couldn't do it. I figured it out, man. They oh, were stealing okay. my signs, and I changed my signal. I changed <laughs> my signal, and I came back, and I beat that ass. I'm back in the house. Even with a broke neck, I'm back in the house. They trying to mess with me, man. Here's the deal. If you're Michigan and you believe that this is as prevalent as we all know it is, you got to refuse to lie down. You got to refuse to back down, to acquiesce, to give in because they think that because that's what you used to do. I think one of the worst things I ever see. I remember being at the press conference when 
the NCAA came down on the whole Chris Webber thing. And they were like, oh, it's a time of, a great shame. When I had seen Ed Martinson players all over the country, all right, been to games all over the country, but Michigan is the school to say, okay, we're taking it on the chin. He's a booster for – if he's a booster for Michigan, he's a booster for everybody. Now, I'm not saying that didn't deserve punishment. It didn't deserve the death penalty. Same premise here. Look, if Michigan committed a violation, I'm not saying don't punish them. I'm saying you don't go and give them a a a prison sentence for a speeding ticket. That's what we're talking about here. So Michigan's got to fight. Sounds like Michigan is going to fight. Be sure to check out the latest over on the MichiganInsider.com as we broke it down. And well, here's what's a shame, Vance, is it could impact the rest of these games because these Big Ten coaches want immediate action, okay? Now, if they had their druthers, Jim Harbaugh wouldn't be coaching this weekend. I'm talking about the rest of these Big Ten schools. If they had their druthers, Damn. Jim Harbaugh Damn. wouldn't be coaching this weekend. I would like to know which coach has said that. Come out publicly and state your, and state your case, period. Don't be behind closed doors, okay? If you ask to fill out weight, I would like to see each head coach with a statement behind their name make those statements. Now, I haven't seen that from any head coach in the Big Ten. That's all, well, he said, well, okay, who? Each head coach put your name behind your statement. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that. Okay. Hey, all I got to do is say this. Grow a pair, if you believe that, and, and come publicly and make those statements. Otherwise, not, you're a coward. I'm just going to call it you're a coward. Hey, so this this is one of the things I, I don't understand, Vance. If if we're airing dirty laundry, I'm talking about now now I'm I'm inserting myself into the coaching fraternity in the Big Ten, right? So we airing our dirty laundry. You we think Jim Harbaugh, we think he's cheating, we think this is the worst scandal in the Big Ten history. We we demand immediate action because we have proof. If we're putting all that out there, right? Why are we being anonymous about it? Yes. Why? To your point, I mean, the, the, the time for keep staying behind closed doors is when you want to keep things quiet, when you want to keep family business in the family. That Y'all don't want to keep family business in the family. So like you said, Vance, come on out. I give Ryan Walters credit, but at least he stepped out there and said, hey, yeah, we got, they cheating. We got proof they were cheating. You know what? I think you're being a little petty. I'm a big Ryan Walters fan. I was disappointed. Everybody still signs. He had a couple of dudes next to him in the Illinois game last year, one of which played at Michigan. So, I mean, and Michigan in that game, they're huddling. They're doing all kinds of things you don't see them do because they know their signs are getting stolen. But it's like, okay, all right, cool, cool. At least you put your name behind it. But the rest of these coaches, I don't get it, Vance. You explain to me why if all the coaches feel that way and Jim Harbaugh is on the outside, why don't all the coaches come out and put their name behind what they got to say? They cowards. I'm just I'm just calling them a spade a spade. It's a coward. Man, I'm people. Most of the people on this show are too young. I just watch this show called Hogan's Heroes and Sergeant Schultz. His favorite line: "I know nothing, I hear nothing, I see nothing." And that was always my motto. I mean, I used to recruit down in the south. I saw cheating. Coaches talked about it. But guess what? I always say, "I know nothing." I hear nothing, and I see nothing. That's them. And so my job is to do it the right way and get my kids prepared to go out and win. So when you start pointing fingers, 
both fingers come right back at you. So sometimes you need to be quiet and just go play. I mean, if that's the case, Ohio State with Urban, they won, a, won those championships. What was he doing that wasn't right? It's always something going on. You can find dirt on anybody from, from Nick Saban. You can go back to old school guys from the guy who was at Texas, Dale Raw, to Bo Beckett, to Woody Hayes. It goes on and on and on. We need to stop this. Until all the facts come out, everybody just be quiet. Be quiet and go play football games. Just just shut up. I mean, it gets old here. I just saw something on Twitter about Stephen A. Smith talking about Asia Band, University of Michigan. He knows very little about college football, but yet all of a sudden he has all the doggone answers. I can promise when things come out and something totally different, he's not going to say a word about it. And that's why I quit listening to all these crazy people talk because they never have the facts. They start running their mouth, and then when they're wrong, they never come back and say they were wrong. Here, here, listen. People have wrong opinions, right? People, I mean, that's, look, if you if you own TV, you do what we do, Vans, you can't talk for any period of time and not have a wrong opinion. That's right. But, but a dumb opinion is different. A dumb and uninformed. Wait, you could be informed and have a dumb opinion. But if you have a dumb, uninformed opinion, I say, man, you should never comment on that topic again. This man and I, hey, look, Stephen A., I, I, I appreciate the hustle. But the man got on TV. Now, I grant it, you know, he, he doesn't watch a whole lot. But he, he, Ohio State, I would expect you to watch some. In Michigan, I'd expect you to watch some. A couple years ago, the man got on TV. And he talked about Dwayne Haskins. Rest in peace. And he said, you know, I just think Dwayne Haskins, I just look at him as more of a runner. And, you know, he's he's a runner. So, you know, I just don't know that he's going to be able to get it done. The, the most prolific passer. In the history of Ohio State, is a runner. He just stereotyped his own people. He saw a black quarterback and said, because he's black, he must be a runner. He didn't watch even a single second of Dwayne Haskins before making that opinion. So it was dumb and uninformed, and he's a smart dude. So my point in bringing that up is, don't comment on college football. Don't comment on college football. I mean, I mean NBA, even NFL. Like, you know, that it's just a bit of a stretch. But still, I give me NFL. But Stephen A., come on, man. Dwayne Haskins is a runner. After but you he, say that, I can't you know listen to Sam, is that the ESPN is talking against Michigan. Fox is talking for Michigan or they're neutral. Now, something's wrong with that picture because they both should be saying the same thing if they're actually newsmen. But, again, they're taking the sides, whoever paying them, paying them their money, that's the side they take, and that's sad. So, again, that's why I don't listen to any of them. It drives me crazy. I mean, the only person I actually like, I like Greeny, and I like Shannon Shaw. The rest of them, you can throw them all in the trash can. <laughs> you know who I like on ESPN? Who? I like Kimberly. I who? think Kimberly. You don't you know, you know, watch uh, – uh, she's one of the NFL beat writers. I don't watch much NFL. Okay. <laughs> so I can't say that. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Kimberly Martin. I like Kimberly Martin a lot. I think she gets down. Got informed opinions, really good sources. I did, Kimberly. But, man, some of the rest of these dudes, like, come on, man. Like, this, you know why? Here's what you're supposed to do. And this is why I have you on, fans. I have you. I have Al. I have Devin. When you don't know everything that you want to know, that you want to convey about a subject, you bring the experts on to fill in the gaps, right? Yeah. There's a whole lot. Clearly, 
we're learning over the years with you, Vance. There's a lot we thought we knew about football that we don't know about football, right? We're the player at a lower level, watch a long time. There's a whole lot we don't see. Even after years of working with you, Vance, a whole lot we don't see. I mean, the problem with some of the, the writers is they get to the point where they think that they know as much as the coaches. That's why when I pull out of stuff, like I know Al charts a lot, right? So I say, Al, chart for me how many yards are thrown in structure versus improv yards. Now, I know he does that kind of thing. I'm not going to sit there and chart that for a whole game, right? But that's kind of my point. So if you're Stephen A, you don't know about Dwayne Haskins or you don't know about this with Michigan. You don't know about stealing size, how prevalent it is, right? Ask an expert. Get the experts on if you don't know. Don't just spout off. Like, come on, man. Set a good example for the rest of the people. Come on. That's part of the problem. When you think you are the example, you can't set an example. That's part of the problem. When you think you know it all, you know nothing. And that's some of these people that's talking out there. That's why I sit back this past weekend. I was looking at a football game, Sam. I turned the volume off. My wife said, well, you watching the game in there? I said, yeah, I just got the volume off. I'm tired of listening to people who, don't know what they're talking about. It gives me a headache. Dan's dropping bars. Dan's dropping bars today. We need to talk some actual football. All right. I'm sorry. I had to take the, the microphone away from my mouth because when I get excited, I get a little animated. I get a little loud. Right. My wife says, why are you talking so loud? I'm just, I'm sorry. I apologize. Getting a little passionate, a little fired up because part of me still can't believe we're here. Still can't believe. Because, Vance, I never played a down of college football. I played peewee. I played elementary. I played middle school. I played in high school. Do you know at every level we had people taking signs from the opposition? At every <laughs> level. Like, what are we talking about where this is a thing, where this is a scandal? Where, where I, I, I saw a scandal. A scandal is Bill Self. Right. And didn't he just sign like the most lucrative contract in the history of college basketball? That's a scandal. This I mean, you feel like if 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 you're going to get this kind of punishment, you might as well go buy players. If yeah. if this if this gets you that kind of punishment, you might as well go buy. Might as well make the juice worth the squeeze. Right. Hey, I got this story. I was at the University of Michigan. This is uh, back around 98. I'm recruiting in a certain state. I can't mention it. I'm not familiar with the area, so I have a buddy of mine who's at this school. So we recruit the same guy. He said, Vance, you're wasting your time. I said, what are you talking about? I said, University of Michigan. He's driving because I don't know my way around. He said, Vance, you're wasting your time. They told me to get this guy at all costs. I said, what does that mean? He looked at me while you drive. I said, man, look at the road. He said, all costs. I mean, in other words, he was bought and paid for. That's back in the 90s. So when they talk about scandals, if they want to actually have scandals, they will go and start researching, investigating some of the real issues in college football. This thing here, yeah, if this guy went out and did everything he said, is that a violation? Yes, it is. And as you said before, that rule went into effect because there were certain schools that didn't have the money to some people on the road. That's why that went into effect. So at the end of the day, it's a violation if it happened. It's a minor violation. Move on. 
you are getting beat week in and week out because the University of Michigan has better players than what you have at the present time. It's just that simple. So let's move past that. Let's just talk about what it's all about, about the games. I mean, people don't like hardball. The NCAA don't like hardball. Other people in the Big Ten don't like hardball. Okay, that's your issue. Find a way to beat him. It's just that simple. How do you beat him? You get better players and start coaching. It's just that simple. And so, so Vance, uh, 41-13, Michigan beat Purdue. And they didn't steal any signs. You don't – it's unbelievable, Vance. They still scored 40 points, still gave up only 13, and they didn't steal any signs. You, it's just unbelievable that they were able to achieve that without stealing signs. Vance, how did they do it? How did they do it, Vance? Well, it's like if you go to uh, the Kentucky Derby, how many donkeys you see out there running? <laughs> you see pure thoroughbreds. Donkeys aren't running the race. So right now, Coach Walter's going to get the job done. But right now, he's playing with a bunch of donkeys. And he's winning against thoroughbreds. And so far this year, against the teams he plays so far, the size bet. I mean, it's like we secretariat and they donkeys. And, and it's just that's just being honest. So you can sit back and say, well, we must have shot our secretary with, with some steroids. Well, when they when the secretary died, he had one of the biggest hearts and lungs you've ever seen. And that's why that secretary was so great. Right now, Michigan has that kind of talent. That's why they're winning. So people, get over yourselves and let's move on. Put the helmets on. Let's go play football. For all you non-athletes who never really played, played Pee Wee Herman football, man, just shut up and just enjoy watching good football games. I kind of, I'm sick and tired of hearing all these people cry. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Folks, if you have questions for Vance, we'll get to a few. I don't want to hold Vance too late. He he was kind enough to indulge me as I had to write this this story. He, he knows. It's like, oh, Vance, I got, I got to write this real quick. Give me a second. He was kind enough to stay on. So I will jump straight to the questions if you have a few so we don't have to keep Vance too long. But I do want to get your comments on two things before we start getting to the questions from the people. Okay. What did you think of the Purdue game? Number one, Michigan's performance in that game. And how do you think Michigan matches up with Penn State? I thought this was probably one of our best defensive performances. The secondary, which I've been very critical of this year, they probably had their best game, and they played more man-to-man in this game than any other game. And either that means that Purdue, as I said, had donkeys running wide and wide receiver couldn't run, so they said, we can cover these guys. And so they played seven, eight-man box the whole ball game to stop the run. And the game was a lot worse than what the score indicated. It was an old-fashioned whip. 
when they scored them points, you know, six points here and then at the touchdowns and which doesn't count. Against Penn State, Penn State's gonna get off the bus blitzing us. They're gonna give our offense a tough time. They're gonna say, Can your receivers beat our corners man to man? That's what they're gonna say. And if we can't beat them throwing the football man to man, it could be a, a tough game for us. The game we're gonna still win, but it's gonna be a tough game for us. On the other side of the ball, the quarterback, he he is a guy who manages the game. He showed that versus Ohio State because Penn State's defense shut down Ohio State. The difference was the offense can do anything. And the way our defense is playing right now and the different things we execute up front, the different blitzes and fronts we have, Penn State's going to have a problem. You have to be able to run the ball on Michigan's defense to have success to open up a fast game. So, again, I think we should win by 17 points. Ooh, ooh, 17, man. I made it close. I made it close. 17 points. Well, hey, listen, far be it for me to disagree with the man who was a member of the staff in 1997. I believe, was it number one versus number three or number two versus number three? I I think it was two, two versus three. They were ranked ahead of us. Right. And so you go into Happy Valley, and I remember them saying, hey, man, it's going to be it's gonna be a reckoning for Michigan. Michigan hadn't played anybody to that point. Remember they were saying that? Michigan hadn't played anybody to this point, right? And you went into Happy Valley, and if you could talk the youngsters through that, Vance, what you remember about that day, what you remember about that performance that vaulted you to the, the number one team in the country, what would you tell the folks who weren't there to see it? That was old-fashioned football, the physicality of the game. The biggest play of the game was when Dager and Taylor hit this tight end on the sideline. They both were knocked out. It ended both of their careers. But after that, Penn State set it down. We just physically just beat them like a drunk. They had a whiteout. That's why I keep telling people they shouldn't be having whiteouts when they play Michigan because we put maize and blue all over all that white out there. So that just set us on a platform. We just took off after that. We just physically just beat everybody up, including the house, state, and anybody who showed up. I mean, so again, for Penn State, they're going to blitz. We're going to hit a few big plays on them. And defensively, we should dominate that ball game. So again, 17 points. I'm going to give Penn State some credit. They have an excellent coaching staff, but we're going to win by 17 points, maybe more than that. All right, get a couple questions in for you, Vance, so we can get you out of here. Nala wants to know Vance, please touch on how you would game plan against Penn State in terms of, A, our defense versus the Penn State offense, and then our offense versus the Manny Diaz blitzing defense, how would you game plan both sides of the ball, Vance? Right now, I don't keep doing what I'm doing defensively. I mean, our pressure, uh, their receivers, I think, are a lot like the due receivers. They shouldn't be able to run away from us. We can play man. We can load the box. We're going to – we give them a second long and third long. The things we do defensively, low defense, even defense, and the pressures we have, that quarterback will get rattled. So I think we'll be fine right there. With what Manny does on defense, I think you're going to see some two tight ends, three tight ends, different formations. They'll have a problem covering Loveland out of those two and three tight end formations. That'll protect us versus the blitz, which at the same time, it gives us a chance to overload the side to run our duo and run the counters off of it to, to get some run, run fits in there. And off of run fits, all of a sudden now, when the secondary starts getting closer to the line of scrimmage, we throw the ball over the head. So you're going to see some two tight end, three tight end offense by Michigan trying to run the football. That's going to open up the passing game for us like it did last year. So, Vance, late in the game, I don't know if you saw, uh, if you were watching uh, toward the end, but 
we being co says on the Purdue touchdown with 18 seconds left in the game. I believe saying Ristol should not be using press technique. Am I correct in saying Mikey messed up on that play or is it by design? Do you remember? Were you watching at that point? I, I, I got to be honest. The game was over. I turned to watch a different ball game. And, and anytime you play any type of man to man, I always told my defensive backs this. It's your choice. You can press a playoff. If it's third down in certain situations, you have no choice. You got to press. So Mike was doing what he was taught to do. And I didn't see the play. So whatever happened, maybe he just got beat. His technique wasn't very good. So I can't comment on a play I didn't see. Yeah, here's what you did see. And we didn't see this guy much in the second half. I got to check on it. I get a lot of questions about Josh Wallace. But you, you covered Josh Wallace in this week's film study. You were really impressed. And I was remarking during the game, like, man, this, this looks like his best game. And you confirmed that. It, well, it was his best game. His, his technique, the things he did, he tackled well. He covered well. He had a couple of pass breakups. To me, this was his best game. Overall, and again, I'm going back to they, this is the first game I saw them play that much man-to-man. And they did a great job. I was really surprised. I mean, so my hat's off to them. They changed up. And Purdue was not ready for – Michigan to play man-to-man. It showed. They didn't have the game plan to attack what they were doing. And so, again, the defensive staff did a great job, and the players executed the, the, the defense to perfection. All right. Uh, only a couple more. Hasib Sadat says, Sir Vance a lot. Do you think their running back is going to have enough success against our defense to cause – maybe they got two. But do you think they're going to have enough uh, no. success against our defense to cause major problems? No, not at all. Not at all. They – they are a running team, but guess what? We built for the run. The things we do, again, if you go to the film breakdown, you're going to see a strike as a, as a form of, uh, of Sam. Then we run Will. Then we ran the Mike. So we do different things off the edge, bringing different people and moving the front to disrupt the run game. So when you get ready to prepare for our defense, you don't know what to prepare for. I mean, you have to go back. What did they do to, to us last year? We're going to see some of the same things, but they have some different personnel, so we got to also put that in there. Our defense is very difficult to prepare for because we give them so many different things. So when you're a running team, are they going to hit some plays here and there? Of course they are. It's a good football team. But at the end of the day, not enough to hurt us. Uh, we've seen the last couple of weeks, number 13, DJ Waller, uh, a bit. And you talked about him. He said, DJ Waller, blank name says, DJ Waller looked back and not up. And that's what caused that 40 yard game. What did you, you, you had a, an observation about the young fella out there. He's a long kid. What did you think of him? I think he has a little upside. He hadn't played a lot. He just, he stopped. I mean, he stopped like the play was over with, to be honest. That's what I saw. I had a kid do the same thing to me. He was a freshman kid. We were playing Oklahoma. He said he heard a whistle and stopped. It was a 40 yard game. I played cornerback. I never heard a whistle. When they players stopped, I stopped. He was my whistle. So I think the kid just got out there, made a mistake, and he actually he actually stopped. Vance, uh, one guy in 1997 who set the tone out the gate was Glenn Steele. Glenn Steele set the tone out the gate. Yeah, I know you remember. So yes, Jorge said Mason Graham going to be a huge key to the defense. Does Mason Graham have a Glenn Steele-type day on Saturday against Penn State? Well, see, to me, Mason Graham is more like Rob Renus. See, because Glenn Steele was playing defensive end. Mm-hmm. He was on the outside. So I think that Graham is going to have to have a big game inside. But, again, if you go back, how many plays 
does he play a game with 25 plays? They rotate guys in, so they keep them fresh. That's another reason why the defensive play so well this year. They never tire because they rotate guys. The, the front seven, which includes the linebackers, they play a lot of get guys. So we keep guys fresh. We keep guys healthy. So in the third and fourth quarter, we play faster. And I think at the end of the day, because of that, they're not going to hurt us. We'll be in great shape. And Graham, again, I'm a fan of his. He's going to have a great game. Last one for you, Van, so we can get you out of here. You get back to Maggie and Tiki. Tell them I said thanks. Tell them, tell them the people said thank you. But let, oh, let's go a little extra time. Nala said, Vance, what do you think of the Penn State offensive line and the Penn State defensive line? I think their D-line is pretty good because of what they're doing defensively. Their offensive line, again, I watched them versus Ohio State, and I don't know how good Ohio State's defensive front is, but they really struggled versus Ohio State. They really did. So I think we're more athletic than Ohio State's defensive line, so I think we're going to have to find ways to have great success and play in the backfield Penn State offensive line. I really do. Explain this for uh, the lay people. This will be the last one, Vance. So they ran one duo Saturday. You know, that's their favorite one. But they ran one duo. And Purdue, like Illinois, like some of these odd front teams that we've seen, they close down these inside gaps. They try to force you to run outside. Can you explain conceptually how they do that. And, and I'll, and I'll tell you, Michigan made a conscious decision to not cut, not provide the answer that I know they would provide against Penn State. If Penn State's having some success knocking them out inside, but how or why was Purdue, Illinois last year? Why were they able to close down inside gaps like that? I want to go back to the TCU game. Remember last year, TCU game, I said, do not run in the A and B gaps because it's closed mm-hmm. because of what they're doing. And so you're seeing some of the same things right now. So to attack that, you run counters, you run powers, you just run one gap wider. So two weeks ago, I heard you now talk about what well, we run in different forms of duo counter, no duo power, those type of things. All you're doing is taking that one hole wider. You are taking what the defense is giving you. The defense said, we're going to take away this particular play. Okay, take it away. This is the counter to that play. We're going to run one hole wider. Everything's pretty much the same, except we're just taking a whole water. That's all it is. So if you take away one thing, if you're a good football team, you don't have just one play. You have a variety of plays off of that one look, and that's what you're seeing right now. Yeah, so Michigan chose counter. Uh, I mean, and we talked about it. I mean, you can't get the you can't get the, the Willie backer. You can't get the weak side backer. Uh, but you can those, – those edge guys that are firing off, you're going to kick that guy out, you can get up inside there. They just weren't beating – they weren't beating the free defender like we saw them do last year. But what? But duo, they got an answer. And we saw them with that answer against – who is it, UNLV? They played they play like a couple three three five teams out the gate, mm-hmm. right? And what did they do? They put a read on the duo. Yeah. They put a read on the duo. And it got them outside. Like Michigan, they don't—they not outside zone team, you know. They worked on a little bit, but that's not their stop. Their best outside run play is JJ McCarthy, and they chose not to run JJ in that game. And you know they chose not to run JJ in that game because they didn't run duo. That's the sure sign. If you want to know what they're thinking, just read into they, them not running duo. That tells you right there they're saying we're not going we're not going to run JJ today because had they done that. They're going to get some yards outside, just like they did with that reverse and that, that jet sweep. That play was there to be had, but 
they said, listen, we're not going to waste J.J. running the football against these dudes. <laughs> right? We're going we gonna to run them against Penn State, though. Going to run them they, against they Penn State. They're going to have to run them versus Penn State. J.J., okay. if J.J. has a big game running the football, it'll be a blowout. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, so this really, this really is the last question, Vance. Last one. Let's say the Big Ten comes down and they suspend Jim Harbaugh for the Penn State game, for the sake of argument, and that Michigan can't get an injunction in time. This is one of the things, like, if let's say they came down with a, with a punishment on Friday. That'd be some BS if they did it like that. But let's just say for the sake of argument they did. How badly do you think that would impact Michigan's ability to win that game in Happy Valley if they had to do it without Jim? It is. It, it won't. All you're going to do is is piss off the players. So you're disrespecting our coach. They're going to be more focused. They're going to be angry. They're going to say, let's win it for coach. And you're going to have a team that's going to go in there, and they will destroy Penn State. It won't be a game. It'll be a physical abuse. They should have to call a law on Michigan's football team for how badly they beat Penn State if they suspend Jim Harbaugh. Because they're going to be pissed off. What did I tell you two weeks ago? I said, all us talk that you're in for two weeks, all you're doing is pissing off the team. They're going to come back focused. And guess what they do to, uh, to uh, Purdue? They just physically abuse them. They should have called a law. Somebody should be on the sideline. Can I get, can I, can I get the police down here? They just beat my kids to death. That's, that's what they shit is done. So you don't want you. That's the last thing you want to suspend you. You're going to pass off the football team. That's right. That's right, man. Uh, I, I got so carried away. I got, do have one thing I got to tell you all about. I got to tell you all about the, the great app, the new app that we are a part of where you can check out the football breakdowns, advance, all the stuff that we write over on the Michigan Insider. Any podcast we have, some other great sites, all the things that you consume as a fan. Guess what? You can find them on Tom Brady's app, Autograph. Now, the great thing about Autograph, and we told you about it last week, great thing about it is all of the things that you do as a fan are available on this app, right? The things you read, the places you go. You, you'll earn rewards just for doing the things that you already do. And you'll be able to redeem those rewards for special prizes and gifts. All you got to do is go download the Autograph app over at the Apple Store. I wish I could tell you it was available for Android right now. It's not yet, but they tell me. Times people tell me it's on the horizon. It's going to be available for the Android people as well. But right now, it is only available for iOS users, okay? So you have an iPhone, go over to the Apple Store, download the app right now, and get started on Autograph. That way, all the people who have been asking me about, do you have an app? Sam, where's your app? Well, Tom Brady came to the rescue, and he said, I got an app for you guys. I could fix that for you, just like he fixed things for Bill Belichick. He fixed things for us. And so now, anything we do, as far as content is concerned, it'll flow right through the app, other great sites like MGO Blog, you can read what they put on there as well. Uh, the the professor and the pundit that podcast comes through. All the things that you do as a fan available for you right there in the palm of your hand, 
And when you do those things, when you read an article, when you read that piece that I just put up on the MichiganInsider.com right now, right, talking about progress in the punishment talks with the Big Ten, you get points for reading that story. It does not get better than that. Special Michigan events that you go to, you get points just for showing up and checking in. That is different. That is better. That is what Tom Brady is allowing you to do with his great app. For those of you who are listening and can't see on the screen, if you're listening on a podcast, just go to link.ag.fan slash Sam Webb. That is link.ag.fan slash Sam Webb. And, and the code is Sam Webb, no space. And go ahead and get that app and get started. Get started getting rewarded for your fandom. I'm also going to put the the link in the uh, in the uh, in the comments and be sure to check it out. Get the autograph app now. Some special opportunities, special uh, prizes available just for you, Michigan fans. Get, go ahead and get started with the autograph app now. Vance, brother, I love you. I appreciate you for indulging me. The people appreciate you. They talk about how much they love you in the comments for staying late today. Tell Maggie, I'm going to have to send her something special for giving us some of your time, right? All right? So we appreciate you, and we'll see you next. Hey, give the people a score, this this Michigan-Penn State game. We're playing a Happy Valley. I'm going to go 31 to 14. 31 to 14. From Vance's Lips, folks, we'll be back next week to break it all down on the Michigan football breakdown focused on the defense with Vance Bedford. We'll see you next week. Go Blue. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.